What's up, guys? It is Coach Callie V, and yep, it's another softball podcast. In today's episode, I am going to be sharing with you, specifically the athlete, the parent, or the coach, in 23 years experience, just how small the softball community truly is. You guys ready to get into the grit of this? Let's go. Okay, so you came across my softball podcast and you maybe grown to like me. I don't know. All I know is that I'm here to hopefully share the knowledge that I've gained in 23 years of coaching, the knowledge of playing softball since I was four years old, the knowledge of playing collegiate softball, working with athletes one-on-one, coaching collegiate softball now. Like that's legit the newest thing on my coaching resume, so to speak. But I think you're here because there's something about me that you might like, something. I'm not asking you to like everything about me. That's like infallible, like you just, you can't. I mean, even my husband on a daily basis has to pray to Jesus to choose to love me. I'm just teasing. I would like to say he loves all of me, but I'm human. Uh, There are days where I suck at being a person. Just like there are days that the coach that coaches your daughter sucks at being a human. Or maybe your daughter's not being a human so well. Hey, maybe you're not being a human so well. It's a revolving door. Y'all, we all screw up. But it's in realizing that we failed, that maybe in that moment we sucked as a person, where we can own it. We can own our failures. This is what I want to talk to you guys about. The softball community is a small community. And for new parents coming into travel ball and stuff like that, you think it's huge, but I just want to give you a little nugget of advice here. It's not. Here's the thing. You get into team hopping like, oh, my daughter's not playing where I want her to play. That's not how you sound. But sometimes as coaches, that's what we hear, right? So I'm going to have her go play for team so-and-so because they like what she does there. That's great, but if for one second you think that myself as a coach thought your daughter was any less than what you thought, you didn't even get to know me as a coach. Now that's deep. See, here's the big picture. I'm a parent who coaches my kid, my daughter, right? That girl gets held more accountable than anyone. If you're a parent who coaches their kid, Are you that parent? Now, it's one thing to put them on jump street and get them, you know, held accountable, so to speak, at practice where everyone can see it to make it look like you hold your kid accountable. But it's another thing to hold that kid accountable at home. Okay. My husband coaches our boys. Our kids literally work harder. Now, there are a couple kids I know who are not coaches' kids who work just as hard or harder than my kid. That's awesome. Okay? But the thing as a coach who coaches her kid, I will not stand for is a parent on the outside looking in 
literally going behind my back and communicating to my people <laughs> what a brat my kid is. This, I love this, how she doesn't deserve things. Oh, because you're the deserving police. Bravo. Bravo. No. Nobody gave you the baton to hold. Here's your chair. Sit back down. You're a parent. Yeah, you're casting judgment on a kid, but you're casting judgment on my kid. Just like if I would have done the same thing to your kid. Oh gosh, it would have been dramatic. So dramatic. It would have been like watching a soap opera. I don't watch soap operas, but I'm willing to bet you do. Are you that parent? Are you the parent? Now, obviously I've already lost an audience because I've called you out. So you're like, I don't want to listen to this. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Really? I don't? Okay, that's cool. You, you sit over there. I'm going to be over here changing lives. I'm going to be over here pulling out all the good I see in these girls. I'm going to be over here pulling out the strengths that maybe you see as a weakness. I'm going to be making this girl bold. I'm going to be holding her down. She's going to be moving mountains. Let's go. Oh, that's too much for you? Okay, go over there. I don't need your petty opinion. Here's your wooden spoon. Go stir your pot. Bye. Okay, now... Hopefully by now, five minutes into this, I've got the parents that want to hear this. <clears throat> if you at any point feel like your kiddo is not getting treated fair, <laughs> I need you to sit back and I need you to evaluate. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I already know as a coach, I already know what you see in your kid. I make myself put your glasses on your lens, so to speak. You have every right to think that your kid is the best kid out there. You should. But when I have those conversations with parents, and this is kind of where I like to feel my parents out, because it's not just about who I want on my team to play. It's about the parents, because that kiddo is a reflection of them. I only get them four hours, maybe, a week and then they go home so am I combating all the secondhand conversation about me and how much I suck and how much um, their kids should be playing another position and da -da 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 -da. like is that what I'm combating as a coach Bye. because if your kid is literally have to shift gears if they're having to shift gears every single time they come to practice because the conversations you're having at the dinner table or in the car ride on the way home or about how much I suck as a coach, please go. I don't want you as a parent on my team. I just don't. That's not why I coach. I don't coach to get all the greatest players ever on my team. Yes, every coach wants that. But the reality of it is, is it's our job to coach that kid to become the greatest player. Did you understand what I just said? It's our job as the coach to coach that kid to become the greatest player. And in turn, I'm gonna add a little comma on that statement, to be a great person, right? I wanna run into that kid 20 years later in the grocery store and I want that kid to be staring at me and going, you look so familiar. Oh my gosh, Coach Callie, it's Coach Callie. You have no idea. Those are the moments. Those are the moments. You have no idea what you did for me when I was 10 years old, what you did for me when I was 12, what you did for me when I was 16, what you did for me when I was 18, what you did for me when 
when I was a collegiate athlete, like you helped reset, refocus, and just allow me to go and step into my greatness. Those are the moments, right? Now, everybody has an opinion. So as a parent, your kid is the best kid out there. Yes. But here's the deal. I literally had this conversation a couple months ago. Went to the parent and was like, hey, let's just be true. Let's be honest. Your kid, your kid is the best player out there. That's how you see it. This parent flat out said, coach, I appreciate you, but my kid is not. And I know that. All right. Here's the line. Can I get you to sign right here? Because you're the parent I want. Because they are being self-aware and they're owning where their child is at in their softball game. I love that. I love that. The moment you think, (laughs) and this goes for anybody, and yes, this is a personal opinion, but it goes with a lot of experience. Also being a preacher's kid, um, not kid, grandkid, basically kid. My papa was like one of the best, he still is, father figures in my life. But he would always tell me, Callie Joe, if you think you know it all, you may as well just get to quitting. Just be done. You should always live in the mentality of always learning. You should live to learn. That's what you should be doing. Right? So with that, this conversation, I'm like, I love this person. Because you know what that tells you about their kid? Their kid is coachable. Their kid understands they're not the best. Those are the conversations they're having at the dinner table. It's not about how much I suck as a coach. Like, please don't hold back. Tell it to my face. Because I think you're doing more damage when you have those conversations with your kid behind my back because now you're teaching your kid how to be a direct reflection of you, how to be a direct reflection of the worst part of you, how to talk behind people's backs, how to start drama, how to keep drama going, right? We don't need that anymore. The world has enough drama, (sighs) okay? So it's the parents that realize their kid has a lot to learn. I love that, I love that. Those are the parents that are probably still listening to this. Okay, now let's talk about the softball community. Let's talk about team hopping. What does that look like to you? One team, two team, three team, four team? Honestly, I'm gonna say, I think a good definition of team hopping is three and up. And I say that because I don't know what the future holds for my own daughter's team, right? I'm gonna err on the side of greatness and good things are gonna go down and they're gonna happen and She's going to have an amazing experience with her team that she currently plays on all the way throughout her high school career. I would I would love that. And I say that knowing that my daughter is going to face moments where she is not going to be doing so well, where she might feel not accepted, where she might feel like she doesn't want to go. But I'm going to try my hardest to get her through that to support her in the adversity. That's the thing is that adversity like that, I'm like, come on, baby girl, I got your hand the whole time. We are gonna walk through this together. I'm gonna show you as your mom, I'm gonna show you as your coach, how to go through this adversity. This is a tough moment. Now, if you truly walk through it and you 
you try everything that you thought to get through it and it's still not working out. Like maybe you gave a good three year effort of trying to bring things to the coach's attention and nothing is getting fixed, then you should probably consider going to another team. And it's hard. It's hard because then what happens is the coach and the parents and the players, they see their shortcomings because they didn't do what they should have done to fix things, right? For the bigger picture of everyone. And so they talk ill about you. They make fun of you. They put you down. Man, whoever said, whoever said sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me. You're a liar. You're a liar because words will cut you deeper than any physical thing. Like it's just, uh, like I have literally seen softball players just verbally get beat. And it's so hard to come back from that. All because they stood up for something they believed in. Okay. After diligent attempts to try to fix it. Now, I am not talking about the parent who, well, my daughter is better than this kid, or let's just attack the coach's kid because you know everybody does. Um, my daughter's better than your daughter, but because you're the coach, your daughter gets to play more. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Okay. Um, so I'm going to take my daughter somewhere else or my daughter's God's gift to softball, you know? So why are you playing so-and-so in that position? That girl's only been playing for X amount of time, but yet my daughter's been playing for, well, my daughter cut her teeth on a bat and you're still going to put somebody over my daughter. So we're going to go change teams or here. How about the sniper? How many coaches out there have dealt with the parental sniper? <laughs> uh, the ones who all of a sudden you start seeing the shift. See, and this is the thing is there, there is a handful of parents out there who just, who don't understand the concept of coaching and they absolutely refuse. They're like smoke screened. Like, and it's because they think their kid is the best. And again, feel free to think your kid is the best. But don't think for one second that a good coach doesn't see the shift in your daughter's body language, in your daughter's verbal skills. Don't think for one second, because that, that to me, anytime I get a player who all of a sudden I see a shift, I'm like, oh, they're, they're already trying out for another team. Oh yeah, it's already in the works, it's going down. 23 years of coaching and counting, I have learned to trust my gut. Thus far, Anytime I've gotten that feeling, that has been the case. So crazy, right? But I'll, I'll notice it in their hustle. It's almost like they're hesitant to hustle. Why should they bother? Why should they bother? They're, they're, they're trying out for another team. They got another team to play on. They don't need to work here. They're just, they're just waiting until their parents make the go. They don't need to say anything. Their parents are going to do all the talking. This team, they don't even know what I got. That's the kind of influence that's coming down to this kid right you start to see the lack of hustle the chip on the shoulder the lack of communication you already know coaches you already know and if you haven't experienced this heads up if you pick up any three of those characteristics that kid's already looking somewhere else you need to just get him let him go cut him free them 
because there's another baby girl that wants to play softball and she wants to play softball by you. Yeah, she wants to be coached by you. Her parents want you to be her coach. That's your people right there. Okay. Another one. Oh, this is another version of a sniper. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe sociopath is the word. I don't know. I just, man, you see, you see so many different angles of people in softball, probably in every sport to tell you the truth. Um, and what's crazy is as a parent, you have every right to show those angles. You have every right. So for people that think that parents should not be coaching their kids, I, you know, I see where, look, I'm going to look through your lens. I see what you're talking about. I, I can totally understand that because yes, there are parental coaches out there who do not coach very well and their kid can do no wrong and their kid is the best kid. But when you look at the stats, um, sorry, your kid's not very good. Those are the coach parents that ruin it for all the good coach parents. Okay. But you get that parent who like speaks, speaks you up, speaks your team up, speaks the girls up. All these great things are said and shared and just like, ah, oh, it's crazy, right? And you see this greatness in this kid and you know big things are coming and you're like, man, when this comes, I'm gonna, this this is, this kiddo's coming. Like I'm bringing this kid with, with me, right? But the moment adversity is there to be faced, the moment adversity is there to walk through with them, you pull them out. Nope. And then the crazy thing is, is you, you put it all back on your kid. Well, she was feeling like this and she didn't like this and she noticed this and then she wanted this and shoo, 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 shoo. And then, then you start putting it back on the coaches. Well, he or she did this or he or she did that and I didn't like it. And then here's the kicker. This is what I always love. Did you talk to the coach? No. Oh, you just, oh, okay. You want, you want to know what's coming next? <laughs> the same type of adversity. You are going to face the same situation as the parent of your athletic child. You're going to be put at a crossroads. Darn it. This sounds just like the last situation. What's the common denominator in that situation? New team, new coaches. Your daughter's still there and you are still there. Hmm. Maybe it's me. Maybe as the parent, maybe I'm the problem. Maybe my kids. Oh my gosh, this is a great opportunity to grow with my kid to teach some adversity. And I get to hold her hand the entire time. Wow. She gets to grow a little bit. And I get to literally watch her. She's like, this is amazing opportunity. Why didn't I do this earlier? My daughter was being coached by some amazing coaches. And instead, I created this crazy story in my head. Yeah. That's the third thing I want to talk to you about. The story that you're creating. Are you sure that it's the coach's fault? Or is it the coach that didn't play you when you were 15 years old? It's that coach's fault. But you still have it out for every coach who's ever came into your child's life. 
Even the coaches that you genuinely like and you care about, you're still going to find something to hang them out for because you never resolved the issue with the coach you had as a kid. Oh, okay. Now I'm preaching. Now I'm getting deep. Uh Uh-huh. I know some of you are like in the car, like hand up. Hallelujah. I get it. Okay. So I don't care where you're at in the softball community. Like if you're a beginner, you're in the middle, you've been a part of it, like three cycles, you've cycled three daughters through whatever. My biggest hope for you as a parent is that you're, you're learning to be better. You're learning how to be a part of that coach's big picture. You're learning to set back and let them be a part of your daughter's big picture. It's not easy, especially if you as a parent have ever had any conflict with a coach when you were growing up in your developmental years. And I'm talking true conflict, not the conflict that you create. See, here's the difference between true conflict and created conflict. Created conflict is that story. You will literally start seeing things through the lens of your defeated child, of like your inner child, your defeated inner athlete. You're going to start picking out things about that coach. Like I bet I'm going to be the first one to tell you. I yell like when girls don't tag, when girls run, when I don't tell them to run, I, and I watch the video and I hear myself. And as I'm growing in this coaching game, I, that is one thing I'm trying to work on. Cause you know what? I'm really getting tired of listening to myself on the video and I'm getting tired of seeing my girls faces like literally looking like somebody just died and that is not the kind of fear that I want to put in them I don't want to put fear in them I want to put understanding of the situation and yelling you got a trip like that there's nothing good out of that so that's where I'm at right now I'm stepping into my failure and I am owning it right I don't need to be like that. <laughs> My head coach is literally putting me on third base. And I know it's all for this bigger picture, right? There's a lot of responsibility as a third base coach. I am used to coaching first base. Well, hey, guess what? You're trying to fix this situation where you feel like you're failing as a coach and God's going to put you on third base and he's going to use your head coach to work through and push you. Okay? So, that story the created story or the actual story? Like what is really going on with you as a parent when you start to feel yourself complain? Are you complaining about what was done to you in such a way that you're creating the same story, the same cycle into your child and her story? Or is there actually something really, really bad going on? I'm talking horrific. You know, I've been around coaching long enough to see really good coaches get chewed up and spit out by parents, all because their story is so broken, so broken that they will absolutely refuse to listen, look, and learn from their situation that they will create such a monster of a story and take a beautiful person and make them feel like, why am I even here? 
that's what your broken story does to good coaches. That's what it does to good coaches. So maybe here's, I'm just going to start throwing some things out there. Maybe you got cut from the varsity team and you held on to that. And because you held on to that, you never went out again for that sport. And then you got directed into the wrong road and you started making some really bad decisions, right? Maybe you got, maybe you didn't finish high school. Maybe you became a parent in high school. Maybe you got hooked on drugs. I don't know. But you go back to that moment you didn't make the team and you blame it on the coach. That's one heck of a story to work through. But it's your story. It's not your daughter's story. Or maybe you were a really good player and you played maybe a year, maybe two years of college softball and you're just like, I'm done. I'm ready to go on with my life. But then you realize maybe a year into that decision that, dang it, I wish I would have kept playing. So you have that aggressive trait in you to where you push it off on everybody else, including your own daughter. And you think, well, when I ended softball, I was at the top of my game. Therefore, my daughter's at the top of her game. Therefore, she can do no wrong. So you're telling yourself that story. She can do no wrong and nobody can coach into her. If I'm not her coach, she's not going to learn. I'm the best coach ever because blah, 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 blah. Do you see the story? Okay. This is something I've had to work through. For those of you that know me or know my story, I did not have a choice in the matter. I didn't. There was a genetic clotting disorder that literally was made as I was being stitched together in my mother's womb and it did not show itself until I was 20 years old in between my sophomore and junior year of college playing ball and I threw a blood clot in my brain and it was so big literally two more percent like it still blows me away I was two percent away from just dropping dead of a sneeze or dying in my sleep. It was 98% occluded in my brain. I was gonna have a full on aneurysm within a matter of, they said a day. Like it's, it's, it's still, it's crazy, right? I didn't have a choice. I had to literally hang my competitive cleats up. Okay. NCAA was like, nope, you're a liability. You're playing on blood thinners. You're done. I won't pitch anymore. Nope. I'll play right field. I won't even hit and I'll look like a catcher in right field. How's that sound? Nope. Okay. Softball career's over. That was one of the darkest years of my life. Like literally, this is why I really want to talk to you guys as parents too about teaching your kids to identify more than just the sport. Like don't identify themselves as softball. I used to be called softball. Like I literally... To this day, actually, when I go back to the town I graduated high school in, I go places, people are like, what up, softball? It felt great back then. Now it feels dirty. Like, I am not softball. I am a daughter of the king, right? That's how I identify. So I want to encourage you guys to identify your kids past their sport. They're your daughter. 
They're a great person. And don't be afraid when they act out and they are ugly. Get on them. You want them to be better, right? Each day. Or can your kid do no wrong? Whew. I'm going to throw a name out there for you guys. Um, I actually went to one of his parenting conferences and it really helped me during that time in my life. My oldest was super rambunctious and I was pregnant with our third and it seemed like the boys, when I was pregnant with our daughter, the boys just fed off of each other and I didn't know if I was going to make it through. Like, and I remember going to this parenting conference and Dr. Tim Kimmel, he is the author of Grace-Based Parenting. And he said something that just resonated through my bones. Guess what, parents? Your kid was born a sinner. <laughs> I was just like, because I'm going to be real with you. I literally, for a moment in my parenthood lifetime, thought not my kid. My kid can do no wrong. I did not raise my kid to act like that. My kid doesn't know how to lie. Whatever. Boop, boop, boop. Your kid is going to do whatever. Right? And I was working through the first time my kid out of sheer anger said, I hate you, mama. All because I was making him clean his room. But man, I felt like a failure. I remember crying hard. But I went to this conference and he talked about these things, about how your kid is going to do things that tick you off. How your kid is going to do things that tick others off. Right? They're going to screw up. Allow them to own their screwing up. Okay? And then show them how to show up. After they own it. It's a crazy concept and it is not made for everybody. And I think, you know, in the softball community right now, we have a lot more parents who are like, not my kid. My daughter deserves this. My daughter should be doing this. Oh, you can't do this for my daughter? Bye. Thanks for the practice for the last five weeks. We're going to go try out for another team. <laughs> yeah, you basically prepared us for our next tryout. Thank you. Thank you for that. Wow. All right. <laughs> so parents, what story are you still telling yourself? I am a fan of not putting people on a pedestal. Pedestals were made to fall off of. It's just that simple. It's a tough place to be in, right? Because we as parents, we see our kids. I mean, I see my kids as gifts from God. And like God entrusted me and my husband to raise these three kids. Like to be followers of Christ, to be great people, to be okay with failure. This is a real thing. We have to learn how to teach our kids how to fail. Because if we don't, I mean, that's a whole nother subject. The ultimate thing happens. Our kids will literally check out. Because they're so scared to fail. They're so scared of what we think because we as parents tend to put them on a pedestal and think there's nothing. They're just perfect. Right? So parents... I know I kind of got off a little bit there, but that was just me kind of talking to you guys as a parent, you know, as a coach slash parent, I am not perfect at it whatsoever at all. Like it's every day is a learning thing for me. Like it's just how I roll. I am a firm believer in, in order to know 
how to win, you have to learn how to lose. Does that make sense? You have to learn how to lose in order to know how to win. In order to know how to win, you have to learn how to lose. It's it's just that simple. And that to me is something that can be orchestrated in every avenue of your life. If you're the parent, if you're the coach, or you're the athlete and you're listening to this, apply that to everything. Spanish, I'm not that good at Spanish. Build a lot of tests, but I can speak it and I can understand it, but you throw it down on a piece of paper and I'm looking at you like, what? In order to know that I was not very good at writing Spanish, <laughs> I had to fail a couple times on those Spanish quizzes, right? I'm still not that good, so it's definitely not one of my strengths. But I can understand it to a point where it's something I can comprehend, right? That's that's a strength. Softball. In order to get better at something, you're going to have to fail in, in any sport. But softball and baseball are the most failing sport. You are going to fail seven out of ten times. Does that make sense? You are going to fail more than you are going to succeed. So if you're a parent and you're listening to this and you've made it thus far, <laughs> thank you. But second of all, I just, I want to prepare you guys, like make sure that you are checking your ego, your story at the door of your daughter's story of her growing ego. We all have an ego and it's, it's just a matter of what we feed our ego. That's going to dictate where we go in life. It's just the way it is. So I just want to, you know, remind you guys, before you get mad, before you get flustered, check yourself. Why? Why am I getting upset? What is coming from this, right? Is it my shortcomings as a kid? Is it the coach I had who really, who really was a bad person? And I never, I never let it go. I never allowed myself to own the fact that it wasn't me, it was actually the coach. It truly was like cops were involved or something crazy, right? Or maybe you just had an egotistical coach who maybe just didn't like you because you were too short. That's, <laughs> yo, I have seen coaches be like that and I'm like, wow, that's still a thing? Oh my gosh, why are you still coaching? Oh, you couldn't cut it in baseball, so now you're gonna come coach softball? You can't coach girls and boys the same way. Sorry. You cannot talk to her like you talk to him. Sorry. Nope. Mm -mm. Who are you? You're a coach and you just said that to her. You need to get off the game. Bye. We still have coaches like that. It's just the way it is. So I want to, I just want to highly recommend that before you go and you make these shifts, because when you make these shifts, it's not just a shift in your daughter's life. It's a shift in every person's life that your daughter has been involved with that is the hardest thing that is where parents who truly know that a problem because they spent years trying to get it resolved they truly know that that problem is not going to be resolved it is time to leave but not in the instance of complaining to other coaches about a particular coach and you're not having the tough conversation with the right coach and you make a shift, no. Because to me as a coach, as a mom, 
as a friend who walks through these moments with my friends, like I got this amazing girl gang and I love how they will literally call me out and be like, uh-uh, that's not what so-and-so was doing. That's your story. Stop telling yourself the story and listen to what's actually being said. Okay, thank you. Because if you am a better human, thank you, okay? If you can just stop and make sure that you're doing everything right in the aspect of realizing there's a big picture here. My daughter is a part of a big picture. That is mind blowing. And I need to make sure before I make this shift, right? That an attempt can't be made to fix, to resolve whatever the issue or issues are going on. It, it can't be fixed. I'm telling you right now, that softball community is small. You start team hopping. And if you start team hopping at a young age, it's just the way coaches will perceive you. It's almost like they don't, they don't want you as the athlete. And that's the thing is like, sometimes here's the kicker. Your daughter actually turns out to be an amazing athlete, an amazing person, but you're the parent who keeps, not my kid, my kid's better than your kid, blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden you start to create this bifurcation, this split, right? Where your daughter actually really wants to go play on this team because she really likes the coaches and she's seen how they are together. But because you are so stuck in your ego, in your story, they don't want your daughter because of who you are and how you act. That's real stuff right there. Coaches, <laughs> I know you're sitting there shaking your head. I literally have already had to make decisions like that in the younger part of travel ball, in 10U and 12U. That's, no, that should not be happening. I mean, yeah, 16, 18U, sure. But it, when it's just starting out for some of these girls, oh man, that is, it should not be like that. That's literally where I'm at. Like, I look at girls that come and try out. I watch their posture. I watch how they speak to other girls. Um, I watch how they handle their failure. Are they going to drop their shoulders? Are they going to pout? Are they going to cry? And then I'll right away, once I see that, I look to the parent. I identify who the parent is quick. I'm, I am a coach that looks around and goes, I know that person. I know that person. I know who is this. All right, we got a new girl tonight. I'll go up. Hey, I'm Coach Gallup. This is my head coach, you know, and I watch and I watch how that kid handles himself if they drop the ball or maybe they got caught not hustling. And then I look right at the parent. And if you as parents think that coaches are not listening, <laughs> you, wow, come on, y'all. Let's, let's be smart about this. Don't change who you are, please don't, because I need to see who you are in that moment so I know if I want you. And it's your daughter trying out. Oh, that is the crazy thing. It's your daughter trying out and we as good coaches are watching you. Can I speak to my uh, parents of older kids? Like kids that are getting ready to go to college? I just wanna make this recommendation. When you're videoing your child, be quiet. Go somewhere where there's not a lot of people talking. Okay, because just like I watch these kids 
and the parents and I listen to things. I listen to verbal and body language big time. We do it at the, you know, as we're scouting and looking for positional players in college, we look at that stuff too. And we listen to that stuff on the videos. Like I love like, yes, some days it's cool to go in with a shirt and a clipboard. But some days it's even cooler to go in and just blend in and just sit back and watch how people react to their daughter's failure as well as their success. And that's an all level thing. But if your kid is getting ready to go to college, just be quiet on the video. And when your kid, when you're not videoing them, or you probably are videoing them, and let's say maybe they keep striking out and you start busting out comments like, I don't even know why I'm spending my time, wasting my dime, all this stuff. I think I said that backwards, but you get it. Either way, it equates to the same loss, right? We've all been there. You're making comments like that. Guess what? That college recruiter is just like watching you like, I want that kid. I want that kid. That kid has never been taught how to work through their failure. Because I guarantee you, if I were to peel that kid's playing level, or playing, excuse me, playing resume, peel that lid back, there's gonna be like 15 teams underneath that kid. And all because you didn't do this and you didn't do that, that's gonna be the complaint. It's a small community. Small community, my friend. So parents, I really want to just recommend, especially if you're listening to this and you're a newer to travel ball, I really want you to recommend looking past your story, even if it was a good one, even if you were the best player, even if you had all the great coaches, right? I really want you to look past that and remember your story's done. Your athletic years happened. Okay, just like mine, I didn't get a choice. But if I held on to that, oh my gosh, I would probably be one of the meanest people. Now, do I remind players? Yeah, I just reminded the college players this weekend of the opportunity they were at. And some of them didn't remember where they were at. They were so caught up in their emotions. They weren't present. And I threw it out there. Hey, you guys are here. This is a great opportunity. Play every game like it's your last game. I didn't have a choice. I didn't know. Last game of my sophomore year was going to be the last game. I didn't know that. Like, yeah, every now and then I will throw it out, but I definitely don't coach from it. Because if I coach from it, my daughter probably would have said, I hate this sport. I'm done. I'm never going to play again probably five years ago. <laughs> like, but it's not my story. It's hers. So parents, remember your story is over. Now you're in a position to help your daughter write a wonderful, beautiful story. And no, that wonderful, beautiful story isn't always going to be rainbows and butterflies. She is going to have to deal with a couple girls on her team that are just mean. So what do we do in that situation? We go directly to the head coach. We have that tough conversation. Coach, you know, I've sat back literally encouraging my daughter to give these girls gray space and... It's been two years and you're still letting these girls do their thing and be mean. And I just, I'm done. Like I've told you about it. Every time it's came up, I've preached into my daughter to just continue to keep growing and just 
you know, keep thriving forward. But now she's at a point where she's not even growing anymore. It's like doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Hello, insanity, right? That's when you want to allow yourself to go into that place in your brain of, okay, we're going to have to start making these shifts. There's going to be some big changes. Ask your friends for prayer because it's not easy because a lot of you guys have been with these people for years. You have developed friendships with these parents, right? It's hard. Okay, so when you're starting out on a new team for your daughter, you're starting out on a new team as a parent. Okay, so pick out the parents that have been there for a while. Like, do your research. How long has the coach been coaching? Right? Did they play anywhere? What's their experience? What's their story? Oh, there's a handful of parents who have older kids. Okay, these are the parents that I want to learn from. Because our first place to, to go to is, and this is true for everyone, right? Not my kid. You know, suck it up. Just get back in there. Those are two opposite sides. I'm the type of parent that I'm just like, suck it up. I'm going to go have that conversation. Hey, this is what's going on. Is this, is this what truly is going on? Because it's what's being told to me that's going on. I need to hear your side of the story. Because again, there are three sides to every story. There's yours, theirs, and what actually happened because it's a proven fact. It is science. No one sees one thing the same way. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. So you can sit there and say, I feel, I feel, I feel all you want. But guess what? On the other side of that, the other person is too. I feel, I feel, I feel. And then there's actually what happened. This is why I, I told you earlier about hearing myself on video. Some coaches don't like to see or hear themselves on video because they don't want to catch themselves in that place of affliction where they're like, ah, that self-conflict, right? To me, I'm like, all right, it's time to get better. You can't do this anymore. You just can't. It's not an option anymore. Okay? So, parents, make sure you're not telling your story, your sad story. Or your great story when your daughter's still trying to write her story. Okay? Because your daughter is connected to so many things. And there's a thing called collateral damage. We, My family and I just, we're still walking through it. I watched and stood beside my husband when I watched a handful of parents do what they did. And it's sad because... Yeah, it's sad what we had to go through, but what's more sad than that is the parents that did this, they're, something bad was done. I don't know. Their story is, it's broken and it breaks my heart because they're not healed yet. So they, they still think everybody's out to get them the same way a coach or maybe somebody else got them. And it just, it's sad. And I really hope that they can get the fixing that they need to fill their heart with joy and love and grace to know that not everybody's perfect. And yeah, crappy situations happen. And when you have an opportunity to walk through adversity, something as simple as, um, hey, there's a kid that plays better at this position than you do, but we're still going to put you on this position because you own this position. 
we're doing what's right for the team. When you have an opportunity to walk through adversity like that with your kid, walk through adversity like that with your kid. Because you're, you're then teaching your kid how to be a team player versus an I player. Hope that makes sense to you guys. In closing, I want to share this with you. And this is something that I think the parent, the athlete, and the coach that's listening to this can resonate with. Because you're the people, if you've made it this far, you're the people that I want in my life, right? You're finding common ground. There's something, there's connective tissue between you and I. Whenever you quickly experience conflict with someone, whenever somebody tells you something and right away you get defensive, you are now in a place of, why am I receiving it like this? What What's going on? Versus, I don't know what that person's talking about. I'm perfect. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Da, 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 da. You need to make sure that you're checking your story because nine times out of 10, it's a you story. You're the one with the problem. I literally heard one of the younger coaches that I coach with say that. And I just looked at her like, you are an old soul. <laughs> you are an old soul. Do you know how many people don't even grasp that for like the first 30 years of their life? She's in her early 20s and she's already understanding that the moment you catch conflict based off of somebody's constructive criticism, that is a you problem. Man, that's empowering. Empowering. That was Maddie Hack, by the way, if you guys don't know. That was huge. That girl, her story is an amazing journey. Hopefully I'm gonna get her on this podcast and do a little interview with her and share with you guys her journey. What? With that being said, check your story. Make sure you're not telling your story when your daughter's trying to write her story. Allow her to write her story. Support her, hold her hand, be with her. Make sure you've attempted everything possible before you make that team hop, okay? Because your daughter is connected to so many more things than just your opinion. She's actually got friends on that team. She's actually got mentors on that team. She has people that she has grown used to seeing twice a week. There's a bigger picture there, okay? I think that's it. If you guys have any questions, concerns, maybe you're going through a tough situation and you just need somebody to talk to about it. Like coach, what do you recommend I do? If you're a parent athlete or a coach, how do I handle this? Please reach out to me. I would love to support you through this just with my experience, but also being in the medical field, the whole, you know, there's confidence in knowing that you can go somewhere and just get constructive feedback. I would love to help you with that. But I can't recommend it enough to make sure parents, you are checking your story at the door. You are not telling your story. You, you wanna make sure you're allowing your daughter to write hers. Your story's done. Allow your daughter to write hers. All right, I gotta get off here. I gotta go work out. I've literally been on one. <laughs> but um, you guys have a wonderful start to your week. And again, I'm here to help. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to ask. Go to CaliBsoftball.com. Subscribe there, shoot me an email. I'm here to support you guys, parents, athletes, coaches. 
there is a bigger picture and we are all a part of it. All right. Take care. And God bless to all of you. Believe it or not, God bless you. Thank you.